I'm Jez Benton, and this is Route to the Top. I'll be meeting with a whole range of leaders. We'll climb a mountain together and do a video podcast from the summit. In this episode, coming to you from Aspen, Colorado, and I'm meeting with Neil Cattiel, a lawyer, the former acting solicitor general to the United States. So welcome, everybody, uh, to this episode of Route to the Top, which is at the top of Aspen Mountain in Colorado. I'm with Neil Cattiel, and you have the pleasure of being the first person on route to the top above 10,000 feet. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Former acting solicitor general. Mm -hmm. As a Brit, that means nothing to me. I have no clue. <laughs> it doesn't mean much to most Americans either. <laughs> it barely means something to me. <laughs> so, excellent. All right, well, let's get stuck into that. So I ran all of the courtroom strategy for the federal government, the most visible part of that job is to be arguing for the Supreme, in the Supreme Court of the United States. I think I read something about you that said you were an extreme centrist, mm -hmm. is that right? Yes, extremist centrist was I think the language I coined. It just means they recognize that both Democrats and Republicans do have solutions. I don't care if it's someone who I disagree with vehemently. I don't care if it's someone who doesn't have the same degrees or experience. If it's a good idea, I should listen to it. You argue a lot of cases at the Supreme Court. What was the one? My very first case was Guantanamo. I was challenging President Bush. I was representing Osama bin Laden's driver. Um, I was nervous as all heck. It wasn't just about whether Guantanamo would be a legal black hole. The case was also about do the Geneva Conventions apply to the war on terror. Um, right. And so the stakes were enormous. I was incredibly um, scared of doing the argument. And when I did it, um, and I was arguing against President Bush's Solicitor General. Yes. It was his 35th argument. It was my first. Right. You know, that really did change my life because nobody thought that was a winnable case. Once we won it, then everyone wanted to hire me from fancy corporations <laughs> to, um, you know, Barack Obama. That's where he heard about me. He right. was in the Senate. So it was a career-changing so It was. And, of course, I had no idea. I actually thought I was throwing away my career because, you know, my dream job at that point was to be National Security Advisor at the White House. Okay. And... Representing Osama bin Laden's driver is not exactly the career path <laughs> yeah, to doing that. <laughs> so, no idea this would happen. Wow. Yeah. My sense of you is is that you're a little different when it comes to leading and managing people, mentoring people. So, so where's that come from? How do you? Yeah. You no, do I that? have a total startup mentality. I mean, you know, I've worked for years uh, in Silicon Valley. Um, many of my closest friends come from there. I'm always kind of watching how they do things, how they innovate taking ideas from wherever they come from, running your organization in a bottom-up way. My task as a manager is to harness all of these inputs and figure out how what's right, what's wrong. There's a lot of stuff that's wrong, obviously, so you're sifting. You have to have patience. You gotta listen. You gotta listen to your team. You know, it's no fun to be a lawyer to just do the same case that anyone else could do. It's to win that case that nobody else can win. And the only way to do that is to have innovative, fresh thinking. And honestly, I don't think that's going to come from me all the time at right. all. Yeah. It's going to come from everyone else. Yeah, you, you told me a lovely story on the way up of, of people that you've mentored uh, and worked with over the years that have gone on to do more things than you have done and how that's becoming more rewarding as well. It's so rewarding. Yeah, the current Solicitor General is... Uh, my mentee and it is just so lovely to watch her and you know I saw her argue like for example the abortion case and right. I said you know I would have loved to have argued that case yeah. she did better Good. she did better she did better yeah. that's uh, there yeah. that's amazing 
Uh, I set my own firm about 17 months ago now. It's been a journey of extreme excitement and highs and this is going to be great and I can be my own boss and followed by low points of anxiety of, oh my God, is this going to work? Yeah. You know, I'm married, I have four children. I have... Well, well, first of all, just, I have no doubt you're going to be incredibly successful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I know it you firsthand. It, you heard it here first. So um, that is palpably obvious to me, but I get the anxiety. Even, you know, when I argued my 45th case at Supreme Court just a few months ago, I felt that nervousness. Right. You know, I felt like you know, so much is on the line, my clients on the line, my reputation's on the line. In a lot of our American culture, you don't talk about it. You're supposed to just bottle, bottle it, it up. Yeah. And I think that's not very healthy. And that's one of the things I talk about with my younger lawyers and be very open. Hey, I'm actually nervous as all heck before yeah. I do this. It's almost baked into the DNA that we can't admit that we're weaker than we should be. And, you know, right. um, it's just a real problem that lawyers have, which is self-criticism. Going to an outsider to get some help and perspective is a really hard thing to do, but yet it's so valuable, I've seen. Yeah. So my business is a lot of work on culture change and a lot of work on leadership development. And one of the, one of the words we use is transformative learning. Mm -hmm. If the organization is transforming, then the people have to be transforming. Mm -hmm. You can't say, oh, we want to transform the organization and everybody stays the same. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, organizations are only people. So the last time you experienced transformative learning, what did you do and why was it so transformative? Um, the beginning of COVID, I got really worried that once the pandemic ended, I'd lose my spontaneity. So one of my dear friends is a guy named Mike Birbiglia, who's a top improv comedian. And I mentioned this to him and I said, you know, do you think there's any kind of training I could do that would help? And he said, yes, you got to meet my own improv coach, Liz Ellen. And she threw me in with an improv group. And it was so challenging and nerve wracking. Like we'd start a class and she'd be like, okay, Neil, you're that pair of sunglasses. You know, talk to the rock about what you're feeling. And, you know, this is not what lawyers do, of course. <laughs> um, and um, there's so many things that I got from that. One is just like how much great product depends on your team and trust in your team. They got to know you have their back and they got to and you got to know that they've got yours because it allows for spontaneity, it allows for creativity, it allows for a kind of shared product and shared experience. One of the big things in our world at the moment is being a more inclusive leader. You know, I, I want the best ideas from everybody. Yeah. I want to listen to everybody then you know then go from there. Inclusive leadership is exactly that, bringing people in. Yeah. It's an art and it's a science for sure. Yeah. It's, it, it's not easy. For us, I would say, you know, I as the senior person probably talk the least or close to it. Yeah. Because the whole goal is to try and get the inputs. Exactly. Um, now, you said the key to crafting a persuasive and successful argument lies in human connection, empathy, and faith in the power of your ideas. The whole point of like, oral argument is not to give the best speech. They're not there for you and your speech making abilities. They're there to make a decision on a case that will influence million, impact millions of people. So the way to do that is not to be thinking about you. It's only to be thinking about them. Right. And so you're reading their body language. You're looking into their eyes. You're studying everything they've written 
to try and get into their head. You can be right in your own head. It doesn't get you very far. <laughs> they need to think you're right, yeah. right? And so um, it's all about empathy and it's all about listening. And to me, the best teams that I've encountered are ones in which they're just truly listening to one another. Yeah, absolutely. So what's next for you? Neil Cattiol, what is the next now let's go three years look like. It's getting to be more of a challenge to argue in the Supreme Court. Yep. Um, I like that challenge, so I'm looking forward to it. I like to teach kids about uh, civics and about kind of how to listen to one another and have dialogue and about our nation's incredible history. I think that'll probably look like a kid's TV show, something like that. Oh, fantastic. Um, Children's TV show. I think the improvisation is going to help you there. Well, if you want, oh, if you want something predictive, <laughs> don't work with kids, don't work with animals. Well, so. I like a dynamic environment, so we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I love the optimism that you have in, in everything. You know, it, it oozes out of you. And I do feel like right now we're in a really dark, polarized time, and I really want to do everything in my power to try and pull ourselves out. And that's leadership, right? It, it's like, what, what can we do? And what I love about what you do is, is it's, done at, it's done at a level where you can affect change in the entire country. Mm -hmm. And then this is my capture all final question, which is, what question should I have asked you that I haven't? I think... Uh... I think you've got him. I'm sorry. Nice. Uh, you stumped me. I like it. You stumped me. I stumped Neil Cattiel. Uh, yes, I'll did. take it. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thank you, my friend. Great. Thanks. We're done. We've got to head back down this mountain. Okay. Let's do it. Thanks, Neil. <laughs>